Tuesday Night Mystery Club. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday Night Mystery Club, a show where I tell guests a mystery story and they try and guess the solution. I am your host, Caitlin McCluskey, and today I'm joined with my parents, Barb and Gary. Hello. Hello. Hi, Caitlin. <laughs> Is there a prize? Between the two of you or between all guests? Yeah, like if you get it, if anyone ever guesses it, is there like a prize? No, but I have toyed with the idea of having all the winners back on and have them duel it out in an episode. There you go. How so, many people have won? I, I said I would go back and count. I want to say four. It could be more than that or less. Wow. That's an exclusive, exclusive club. So, so you guys are both, this is your second time, but not together. First you time have to, together. You have to say it out loud, Mom. It's a podcast. Mom, I'm nodding. I'm <laughs> so Mom is on to uh, actually try and guess, and Dad's gonna make comments throughout. Is that it? Mm -mm. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm gonna win. It's a team thing. Yeah. We're gonna win. It does. It does help to be able to bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. So this is the, I think the first time I've recorded a podcast actually sitting across from the other person. If I've done them in person, I've been sitting beside them. So I've never had to look at someone in the eyes and tell them this story. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to get started? Mm-hmm. So the name of the story is The Dead Harlequin. That's how you pronounce it, Harlequin. Mm -hmm. And it comes from the uh, story, the short story book, the mysterious Mr. Quinn. So the idea behind all of these stories is that there is this man whose name is Har Harley Quinn, like last name Quinn. So he goes by Mr. Quinn and he tends to show up in, in situations when something's going on and he doesn't, he isn't a detective. He doesn't solve this myth, the mystery, but he helps people realize what they already know. So he might, he has like, key statements that'll bring things to light that someone already knew, but when they start, they look at it from a different angle, they actually understand it. And so the person he does this the most with is Mr. Satterthwaite. So he's also in all of these short stories. Mr. Satterthwaite and Mr. Quinn are the recurring characters. So on this occasion, Mr. Satterthwaite has gone- You did one of his a couple of weeks ago. A few weeks ago? Possibly. I, in the fall? Oh, did I listen to an old one recently, yeah. maybe? Well, I lent this book to Michael's mom in November, so I haven't done any of the stories <laughs> since then. <laughs> or December, maybe. Shout out. Yeah. So Mr. Satterthwaite has been to an art show, and he's gone around. It's a new artist. The guy's like 27, uh, so newish in the art community. And he, Mr. Satterthwaite really likes one of his pieces that is called the dead Harlequin. And he, he recognizes in the scene, it's a house that he recognizes. It's the terrace room in Charn Charnley. It's C-H-A-R-N-L-E-Y. Charnley? Charnley house? Sure. Something along those lines. And it's a dead Harlequin, like that character, and then a, a live one looking in the window into the terrace room at this dead dead body. And Mr. Satterthwaite recognizes in the Harlequin, 
his friend, Mr. Quinn. He just, he feels like there's some resemblance. And so he finds that interesting because every time he sees Mr. Quinn, some, some drama occurs that he, that he gets to kind of be a part of in some way. So he has that going on and he decides to buy the picture. No one else has put a bid on it yet. So he gives his check and buys it right then and there. He also wants to have this artist over for dinner and lucky for him, the artist is there. So he invites him, the guy says, sure. He uh, is described as being not very confident, like feeling like the world is out to get him, is this young artist whose name is Mr. Bristow. And so Mr. Satterthwaite doesn't think too much about that, but invites him over. So at dinner that night, uh, Satterthwaite has also invited Colonel Monkton, and so it's the three of them having dinner, and he's left a fourth dinner place, half expecting Mr. Quinn to just show up, because now he's, he's seen this painting. But he doesn't come, and after dinner they go into the smoking room, and they're talking about the painting as well as the Charnleys in general in their house. And they haven't lived in this house for 14 years since Lord Charnley committed suicide. So Colonel Monkton has some more information about this because he had been in the house at the time 14 years ago because it was Lord and Lady Charnley were returning from their honeymoon and so they were having this like housewarming party and so there had been a bunch of people there. Uh, and he also kind of talks about that a lot of death and tragedy had occurred in the house. Like there had been multiple deaths. There had been a couple duels in the house between family members in, in past years. It was like an old English house or whatever, mansion more likely, <laughs> or castle, I don't know. So there's some ghost stories that go along with it. There's a man who walks around without a head and a lady carrying kind of like a um, U-pot, U-pot, something like that. Chamber pot? Not really. I don't know. Hmm. Something along those lines. A picture. Oh, okay. Sorry, does somebody live there now? So no one lives there now. Lady so Charlie, then who knows about the ghosts? Or those who were in the past? They had been in the past, up up to that point. But as soon as her husband committed suicide, Lady Charnley didn't want to live in the house anymore. So she's she had it closed off. Um, and she does have a son who isn't 18 yet, but theoretically... When he comes of age, he'll inherit the house and he could open it again if he wanted to. Wanted to. So Bristow had painted, he had gone to visit the, the terrace room at Charnley House because I guess they do like trips for historical homes or something. I'm not sure. And so he had visited the house and seen the room and they thought it's interesting because he had painted this kind of like beautiful fiery red carpet in the terrace room mm -hmm. but both Satterthwaite and Colonel Monkton who had visited the house 14 years or longer before were convinced that that carpet was supposed to be in the um oak parlor which those two rooms were side by side but it looked weird in the terrace room because it was this giant tiled room with this kind of smallish carpet in the center so it didn't fit whereas in the oak parlor it made sense with the surroundings. So at this point, uh, Mr. Satterthwaite is thinking about his friend, Mr. Quinn, and he's thinking how Mr. Quinn has this idea that when you look back on a tragedy, you can look at it with a new perspective and solve what had happened. So he suggests that maybe we can find out why he committed suicide because no one had ever known. And so Monkton explains what had happened. He had been 
at the top of the stairs looking down into the hallway with a couple of other women. And they had seen Charnley come down the hall looking like haggard or upset is how they described him. They hadn't actually been able to see his face from that distance. It had just been like his body language. Mm-hmm. And so he had gone into the oak parlor mm-hmm. and closed the door. And a few minutes later, they had heard a shot. So they'd all run down the stairs or come from different parts of the house. But the door leading off the hallway to the oak parlor was locked. So they had gone around because the oak parlor was attached to the terrace room and there was a door there. Mm-hmm. But that door was also locked. So when they were able to break down the door, uh, they had discovered Lord Charnley's body with no one else in there. And the windows had been locked. They're kind of saying there was no way for anyone to get in and out of the room. He also says that there was one of the women with him when Lord Charnley had been going into the room, had called down to him saying like, Lord Charnley, Lady Charnley wants something, but he hadn't been paying attention and gone into the oak room anyways. And so they kind of analyzed like, who had benefited from his suicide are kind of looking into that. And his brother Hugo would have inherited, but it turns out Lady Charnley was pregnant. And so this brother Hugo had to wait nine months to see if it was a boy or a girl. Because if it was a boy, he wouldn't inherit. If it was a girl, he would. And it was a boy. So this this son would actually inherit the title and the house and all the money and whatnot. Sorry, that was the brother of the brother Lord of, Charnley. Of Lord Charnley, yeah, who had committed suicide. So at that point, Lady Charnley had shut up the house. She hadn't lived there since. And uh, Bristoff, no, what's his name? Bristow. He kind of scoffs, scoffs, and he thinks that there was another woman involved because that's just the way women are, and he hates all women. And so Saturday, he's kind of chuckling him to himself because he knows men like this who are unconfident and he knows there's always one woman one woman who this who this he might care about and sure enough uh bristow brings up that there had been one woman that had interested him uh, that he had met on a train one time and they'd actually got along but he would never see that her again he didn't know who she was he did not he just noticed that she was very shadowy and kind of ethereal and she described her personality of like running away from reality. Who's Colonel Monkton? He seems to just be some high society guy because he, so he was at the Lord and Lady Chan, Charnley's house when Lord Charnley had committed suicide and is one of Mr. Satterthwaite's friends. So I have been invited over for dinner and is telling this story. I see. And we're at Colonel Monkton's house? We're not at... We're at Mr. Satterthwaite's house. Satterthwaite's house. Okay. He's He wanted to have the young artist... So he's got Bristow over for dinner, and he invited Colonel Monkton. Yeah, kind of weird that he invited Colonel Monkton. Right. Because he wanted to have the artist over for dinner, and then the artist gets there, and this colonel's here. Right. And they do kind of have a little bit of a... Not beef, but... Huh disagreeing with each other so Satterthwaite is trying to smooth that over by talking about these this story in the house okay so at as they're kind of discussing this a lady comes to visit Mr. Satterthwaite and so he excuses himself and it ends up being a woman called Aspatia Aspatia wow (laughs) Miss Mrs. Glenn Miss Glenn that's what we'll call her that's her last name What's wrong with like Susan, Mary, and Tom and Harry? Everyone has to have a complicated name. So Miss Glenn 
she does Satterthwaite knows her as being part of the artist community because she does impressions on stage where and she's apparently incredible where she just uses a scarf and she'll become a nun or a peasant or use it as a shawl and be some high society woman like that kind of thing and I guess probably comedy to some degree and she tells Satterthwaite that she wants she's come to buy the painting from him that she'd seen it at the art show she just had to have it and name his price basically and she kind of gives this idea that she always gets what she wants well she just barges in on dinner yeah she's in a different room the the butler of course he has butler <laughs> has shown her into the drawing room and they're sitting in the study or huh. something okay so he so there's no expectation that he will say no she's assuming that she'll get this she's she it's tells just him a matter of price yeah she tells him i always get my way and so Satterthwaite, in his like inner monologue, says that she has assumed that he's like a he's an old man who will be subdued by pretty a pretty woman, but he's a, he sees past that and knows he doesn't want to give this woman the painting. He wants it, and but he knows he has to like not be rude. So he kind of beats around the bush a little bit, but basically says, "I had already planned to gift it to another woman, so I can't sell it to you." And so that's, we're not sure if that's a lie or if that's really what he was thinking. Uh, but she starts to get a little mad. And at that moment, he gets a telephone call. A lot going on tonight. Whoa. So this is, he's given this idea of like when he sees Mr. Quinn, a drama unfolds. And so we're, we're getting that drama. Oh, sure enough. <laughs> so he gets a call and it ends up being Lady Charnley. And she says, I was at the art show today. I wanted to buy the painting. I've seen you've already bought it. Can I buy it from you? Wow. And Mr. Satterthwaite says, you're an old friend. I bought, I'm, I'm gifting it to you. It's yours. No, you don't have to pay for it. Wow. And then he says, but my only request is that you come over right now for dinner. So she says, okay, done. I'll be there. That's very strange because when he left, no one was putting offers on this painting. He might have been there the first day. Like, he was very big into the arts. So he might have just been the first person to see this painting. But you're right. Yeah, why Why do... It's this young artist that's not really well-known yet. So the, the guy selling him the painting is saying, like, in a couple of years, you'll triple your money. Because right now, he's not well-known. But you're right. Why does everyone want this specific painting out of all of the gallery? Mm -hmm. mm. Keep in mind. Okay. <laughs> so they both... Mr. Satterthwaite invites Miss Glenn to stay, and so they both go back into the study. And when they get back into the room, who do you think is sitting in Mr. Satterthwaite's chair? Um, Lady Harley Lady, Quinn. Lady Charnley. Lady Charnley, Harley Quinn. It's Mr. Quinn. He's showed up kind of out of the middle of nowhere, not being invited. We're on the same team. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> Mom just gave dad a, a, a sassy smile. <laughs> I'm used to it. Yeah, sure enough, it's Mr. Quinn. And Mr. Bristow also sees the resemblance to his painting to the real Mr. Quinn. And he's kind of finding that a little interesting because he doesn't think he's ever met this man before. And... Miss Glenn also seems to kind of like shy away from Mr. Quinn a little bit, like doesn't 
I'm not that she knows him, but she gives this kind of impression of like not liking him. Um, Bristow kind of tries to explain what had made him paint the dead Harlequin, this painting that is kind of the focus of everyone's attention. And he's, he's kind of basically saying he's not sure what it was just like an atmosphere and a feeling and the painting came to him. Around now, Lady Charnley arrives and she thinks she recognizes Miss Glenn, but it could just be from the stage because she's this, this performer. And, but she definitely recognizes Mr. Bristow from the train. She was that shadowy woman that he had. Miss Charnley? Lady Charnley. Lordy, Lord, Lordy. Lordy Charnley. Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Lordy, Lordy. here comes Lady Charnley. <laughs> really? Yeah. So how long ago is this that he saw her? Before she was married? No, because she was married. Her husband committed 14 suicide years 14 ago. years ago, and he's 27. So he wouldn't. Oh, so he's seen her since she yeah she was a widow. Yeah, it could let's say within the last four years, but they don't actually go into details. But this woman is is clearly still on his mind, so theoretically not too long ago. So now that kind of everyone is assembled, Satterthwaite again, it's this idea of when Mister Quinn appears, he knows there's going to be drama, so he's purposefully. Now, that's why he asked Lady Charnley to come because he's like, this is, this is the play. I'm the 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 theater director kind of thing. This is I don't have any lines in in the play, but I'm I'm in charge of setting it up. He just has this feeling, and so he suggests that they think back to the past and try to clear up this mystery of of what happened. And so they they're th- talk they talk through this suicide, and so they're saying no one could have been in the room. It has to be a suicide when Bristow remembers from Colonel Monkton's speech that there was a priest's hole in the, what was it called? The Oak Parlor, which is like a little like hidden, almost like cupboard type thing. I don't really know why you'd need a priest's hole, but to hide a priest? I'm going to look it up quick. Priest's hole, like like one of those things where you do the confession? I don't think it was for confession. If the priest was over at your house doing something he shouldn't be doing, you popped him into the priest hole? No, so that's funny. (laughs) But (laughs) it was for, uh, they were built into principal Catholic houses. I'm reading off Wikipedia. For during the period in England where Catholics were persecuted. And so they could hide the priests away so they wouldn't, I don't know, jailed or murdered. Right. Maybe. Because... You couldn't practice Catholicism. Mm. So, sorry, what happened? Lady Charlie is the woman on the train. Satterthwaite is the director of the play. No <laughs> one could be. Where did, where did the where did the priest hole come from? So they're talking about. So did this guy commit suicide? And they're kind of saying no one could have gotten in and out of the rooms. So he must have committed suicide. When Mister Bristow points out that Colonel Monkton had said earlier that. There had been a priest's hole in the oak parlor. Oh, where so someone could be hiding in there. That's what they're pointing out. Is like there uh, is now we're like opening it up to not that it did happen, but there is this possibility. So, the lady Charnley kind of gives. She says, "I'm ar- basically I'm already dead. Like I'm not dead, but there, I have nothing to live for, so I don't mind talking about it." And she says that shortly after. Her husband had committed suicide. 
she had found a letter in his belongings from a woman in the who had been at the party. She was a nursery governess from one of the one of their close family friends. And she said that she was pregnant with Lord Charnley's baby. And what? so Lady Charnley said she destroyed the letter, but that she had known that that's why her husband had commit, committed suicide. Because he had just got the letter that day? Well, that's what they're inferencing, is that she had found this letter within his stuff. So she hadn't, she had only seen it after he was, he yeah. had died. But that was what she had assumed, was he'd gotten this letter, not known what to do about it, and committed suicide. So what Mr. Satterthwaite has to say to that is it doesn't explain why Bristow painted his painting. So he's trying to say that we have to, Mr. Bristow had some reason for painting this dead Harlequin, the Harlequin looking in the window. We need to have the explanation for that as well. So do you know anything about Harlequins? Because I don't, they're, they're like, Kind of clowns in those Harlequin costumes. Yeah, well, Harlequins from they the have, uh, they had the painted face. Yeah, Harlequin is from the uh, Venetian characters, right? Are they part of us of a like a Catholic ceremony or something? Time of year? Yeah, yeah, it's probably a. Wikipedia said Harlequin is the best known of the Zanni or comic servant characters from the Italian Commedia dell'arte. Commedia dell'arte? Commedia dell'arte? Commedia dell'arte. There you go, Caitlin. (laughs) Italian influence. So, at this point, I'm putting it to you guys. Hold on a second, that's it? Something has gone on. I, here. He didn't commit suicide. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, so Lord Charnley did not commit suicide. Has something to do with the red carpet being in the uh, red carpet. wrong room. Red carpet, wrong Which room. Which room did he get killed in? So his body was found in the oak parlor, and the carpet, everyone thought it should be in the oak parlor, and it had been... That's where Lord Lady Charnley said it should be, but when doing tours, the carpet is now in the the, other room. the terrace room, yeah. which do they have a door that leads to each other. Yeah. So carpet got moved. Which not suicide. Harlequin. Priest's soul. Priest's soul. Bristow, who's who's made his pregnant. Governess who's pregnant. Governess who's pregnant. Bristow can't be the illegitimate child, can he? Does the timing work? No, it doesn't. He's 27, and this happened 14 years ago. Right. Of course, you know, Charlie's got a pattern here of, you know, kids on the side, so it could have been <laughs> an earlier one. Yeah. He could have been He could have been the um, governess's son from before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have seen something that he... He could have been the son of... Because she worked for another family, mm-hmm. could have been the son of the oh, other family. Yeah, like a son of the family that she cared for, and saw something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder that what about the Harlequin though? Does that only have to do with? And why does yeah? Why does Harley Quinn have anything to do with this? Like, why is his image there? 
that's that's this whole short story collection has Mr. Quinn kind of showing up and so yeah. there's this kind of like air of he just appears out of nowhere and disappears into nowhere like almost magical mm-hmm. aspect to it as well I know but why did the painter you end up having his image in the painting if that's a bit weird yeah I the books are just I feel like you can kind of tack a little bit of that up to it just being this mysterious Harlequin. Well, he probably saw something out the window when he came into the room. Who saw something out the window? Mr. Chornley, Lord Chornley. There was someone looking in the room in the painting, so. Maybe, Maybe he heard about heard of maybe as a young as a 13 year old he heard something about it um what ha- actually happened and that's why yeah bristol it. might have been looking in the room as a youngster mm-hmm. no i think he'd remember that okay you can tell us no no, no we're not done no you guys no. gotta go a little more than yeah. that mom well i i have no patience <laughs> okay so you got the the brother the brother yeah who if um if Char- charnley dies he would inherit but there's a pregnant new wife yeah so i think that takes the brother out brother's not going to bother killing his the pregnancy was a surprise so oh pregnancy is a surprise okay because so they we were got... on a they had their month-long honeymoon and then they returned right so brother's definitely a possibility because he was maybe trying to take over. He probably had money troubles, and he was actually in love with the with the governess, and was mad that Lord Charnley had stolen her from him. Right. So that's a pretty good scenario right there. The brother clearly is a strong possibility. The governess. What about the governess? She's upset at having been now replaced by the new lady Charnley. So governess is a possibility. So they realize they have to kill kill him before the lady Charnley gets pregnant or there's a chance right. they might not get the money. Right. So governess governess has a motive. Brother has a motive. Who else we got in there? Mr. Quinn. No, Mr. Quinn's a he's a recurring character, so he can't do it. No, he's not done it. And there's there's the uh, Bristow, who should be too young to have killed anybody. Yeah, and now Lady Charnley knew something, and she, Lord Charnley, was upstairs. He was distraught and haggard when he came out of the room. So something had been going on between Lady. Charnley, and maybe she actually did know about the letter. Maybe she'd actually found the letter. And because she called him back, so maybe she feels guilty because maybe she set it up to have him killed, and then she realized something. Um, you know, she some news came to her, and she called him back, but he didn't hear her, and he went in and got killed. Hmm. Well, there's three scenarios. New wife, governess, brother. The new wife scenario is not holding a lot of water, but we figured out a good motive for her. Uh, governess, 
We got an angle. Brother, we got an angle. Anybody else? Those are three. I don't think there's anybody else there. I guess with these short stories, there are less people. So what about the carpet? Why has the carpet been moved? Yeah. Like, why is the carpet even... Who cares about the carpet? Like, it's something hiding under the carpet? Mm-hmm. Why, is, why would what Caitlin bother telling us about the red carpet being in the terrace room, not the oak one? Good question. Okay. Someone but... could, maybe, maybe they rolled themselves up inside the carpet and leaned against the wall. <laughs> dramatically unroll themselves. <laughs> no, they could hide in the priest hole. So they need to hide in the carpet. Priest hole, carpet. Now hold a second. The brother wasn't at dinner, right? So he could be hiding in the priest hole and have killed. Governess, no. Governess was there. It wasn't, they weren't at dinner. They were just standing at the top of the stairs, looking down. They were having a party, though, wasn't it? A party? Yeah, yeah, it was the whole household was at a party. So what were they doing up in the bedroom I think a party? So I think what it was is it's this giant mansion house, and they have lots of rooms, and so their closest friends they'd invited to stay over. Oh, and, I see. And then so they, it might have been before the party started, I think. So yeah. they're, they're maybe getting ready for the party. So when he, when he had died, he was in his full, you know, Lord. Fancy dress, wearing a wig, as they did, apparently. Oh, God. Okay, so that reminds me of something else, but I've already forgotten it again. Oh, the ghosts <laughs> in the house. Like, the ghost with the... Like, you know, sometimes people play out those stories so right. that later they can sort of right. blame it on the ghost. Right. Well, that's like the priest hole, right? If there's secret room for priests to hide and maybe there's you know passageways etc where the ghosts for, appear. For creeping around him yeah okay so and and why harlequins only because of harley quinn or what about, what, don't forget what's this miss glenn character oh yeah what the heck's she all about she wants that painting too and I think they want it because it shows something about the murder, mm -hmm. for sure. Like that's mm -hmm. that's why they want it because it the mm -hmm. having the red carpet in that room mm -hmm. and someone looking in mm -hmm. is a giving a clue to what happened. That's why Miss Glenn wants it. She wants to destroy the evidence. Guess who else does? Miss Charnley. Miss Lady Charnley. Mm -hmm. So they both want it. And interestingly, Mr. Bristow's met Lady Chorley on a train. He called her ethereal and stuff. Mm -hmm. So maybe she's told him something on the train that That's true. put the idea into his head. Okay, there you go. So and then he Bristow went to visit. Just... He went to visit this house, but supposedly just because. It was on a house tour or something, but maybe he heard something from her. I went there after the fact. And went there after that to explore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he hates women, remember? Right. <laughs> so why does he hate women? He says in the book they, they get in between you and your work. Mm. Well, that's true enough. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound so bad, but 
I was just thinking maybe it's something to do with his no, it could be more. mother or his um, governess or whatever. Okay, I think we, we, we have all the we have all the pieces and if we spend another half hour going through methodically every angle, we might narrow it down. I don't think we have half an hour. But I don't think we have half an hour. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to I think the fact that Lady Charnley left the house and closed it and supposedly because it was spooked and her husband died there, but I think I think she she killed him. Okay, so you're feeling Lady Charnley. Lady Charnley killed him, and um, I think that Mr. Bristow is was you subconsciously know, involved. Thirteen. He somehow was related to somebody, or okay, and and heard or you know part of the story or something. That's how he's able to recall it, and I think he went to the house to. Um, because of something Lady okay. Chorley said to him. Okay. And I think that there's something on the there's something on the pattern on the floor or something that the red carpet's covering. Okay. And that's why they moved it to the other room. Okay. Do you have the same opinion, Dad, or do you have a different guess? Well, I like the the, the Lady Charnley angle does seem pretty, we're not sure why, but like Lady Charnley, what's her motive? Was she just upset at her new husband for having a, a trail of, of uh, kids around the country with governesses, etc.? We, we, we need kind of a reason why, reason why she's killing the new husband. No, you don't, because you'll find that out later, because it'll be some ridiculously remote thing that you'd never guess. No, I agree. It could but be. Miss Glenn, you know. Yeah, what's the Miss Glenn angle? Why does she want the painting? Somehow that's they're, they're both coming at it, yet maybe are they together in on it? No, I don't think. They could be. They both saw the painting independently, and they both approached the new owner independently, not realizing each of them were trying to take it out of play. I think Miss Glenn is somehow involved with the brother and Miss um, Chornley, the, I think the brother killed, oh, yeah. did the actual killing. It could killing, be all of them. But I think she and I think he, the brother was playing off Miss Glenn and Miss Chornley. It's true, they could all be involved. Okay, now Ms. can Glenn, you tell us? Lady Chornley <laughs> and the brother and uh, Bristow is just a, uh, you know, maybe was the... He's the son of one son of Son of one of the, you know, friends who Lady Chanley has kind of dropped some hints to. And he's kind of put something together. Yeah, because he hasn't really recognized Miss Glenn when she came. He doesn't... But Miss Glenn doesn't really like him right away. Where's Miss Glenn come from? No, she steers clear of Mr. Quinn. She's young too, right? Yeah, she'd be... Bristow's age? I think she'd be old, a bit older than him, but younger, maybe like 40. Hmm. Okay. All right. Now you can tell us, okay, right? Okay, tell right. us what happened. So official, your official guess is the brother, the governess, and Lady Charnley are in it together, and Bristow has just caught some details from Lady Charnley, and that's... So, and same thing with, with, with Mrs. Glenn. She's real. She's involved like Bristow is. She's a secondary character. 
Okay. Okay. So what happened? Now you're eagerly awaiting the solution. So Mr. Satterthwaite, he's trying, he's really trying to point out that when you look at something with like like looking in hindsight or with with from a different angle in the future, you might be able to see clearer. And so he's pointing out to Colonel Monkton that you say that it was Lord Charnley who had walked into the oak parlor, but you also said you never saw his face. You had just seen his his clothes, his wig, and his demeanor, and it made you feel like he had committed suicide. But what if the murder had been committed in the terrace room previously, and the body carried into the oak parlor, and some other person had walked into the oak parlor, just shot into the wall because there had been duels that had had gone on so there were kind of bullet holes <laughs> and uh had hid himself in the priest hole and the body was then discovered but not actually shot at that time because you don't you don't know that it was lord huh. charlie walking in huh. and so he suggests that kind of you had said at the beginning that the brother thought he was going to inherit and what if I told you that the brother and the governess were yeah. together, conspiring together? Yeah. So he's suggesting that they had killed Lord Charnley, expecting to get this money, brought the body into the oak parlor, but then there was all this blood on this tiled floor in the terrace room that needed to be covered up somehow. So uh. they had just taken the red carpet, put it over top of the blood, and then later that night the governess was able to come down and clean out the blood pretending to be this ghost of the woman carrying a some some kind of pot or or pitcher okay. and cleaning up so if, if anyone did see her then they would know they would just think it was the ghost he then says that he doesn't think that miss as Aspatia, Aspatia glenn is her real name and suggests that she had been the governess to this this family friend at the time. And Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> she is the governess. Mrs. Glenn, Miss Glenn is the governess. Is That's the so governess. obvious I didn't think of that, though. And she, he also suggests that the letter had been written after they had killed Lord Charnley to freak out Lady Charnley, make her feel as if her hus- this is why her husband had committed suicide. But in reality, there was no ah, pregnancy, no there was no baby, and there ah. was no suicide. Ah. So it had been done for this money. Straight murder. Brother murder. We were right. We win. <laughs> you guessed everybody. <laughs> but we said the brother was clearly behind it, right? Because he was the only one to stand. Caitlin's got this recorded, so you can't go, go messing with what we did what say we the say. brother. Dad did originally said the brother, and then Mom convinced him that it was Lady Charnley. Well, so then I said, okay, well, they're in it together. But I said the brother did the actual killing. Okay. I think we guessed the governess part, too. Like, all three. Well, no, we knew (laughs) Mrs. Glenn. We knew Mrs. Glenn was involved. She was. You just, you said all five of them were involved. (laughs) Okay, well, we were wrong about Lady Charnley, but we were right about the brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good strategy of guessing everybody. And we were right about... Miss Glenn, she was pretty suspicious. We just didn't know. Of course, they were all suspicious. (laughs) We're so good. I think we're getting better at this. (laughs) That is a a pretty good strategy. Just (laughs) everyone. Well, we got two out of three. We said brother, Glenn, and and Lady Charnley, and we were right two out of three. 
Right. Okay, okay leather finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mixed oh, up no, on no, the no, leather finish. I want to hear no, how, no, does, how, how, does, how does how does Bromley <laughs> Don't fit do into that. all this? How does uh, the artist? How does he fit into it? He just had a, he had an instinct. I was trying to tell you that this Mister Quinn thing is like mysterious and kind of nonsensical. So he just he just had been there and had this feeling about Harlequin. He had never seen Mister Quinn in his life. And he had no idea about the murder. He what just does was, this have to do But they do met with on the Mr. train. Quinn. He met Lady Charnley on the train. What does this have to do with Mr. Quinn? It doesn't. This is, it's a whole book about. He of, shows up. He has nothing to do with any of it. He, he, he says that himself because Mr. Satterthwaite says that Mr. Quinn is the detective who figures it all out. And Mr. Quinn says, no, I just empower Mr. Satterthwaite to see what he already knows. And so it's like Mr. Satterthwaite needs like a confidence boost, but then is able to figure it out on his own. And then Mr. Quinn disappears. He doesn't even say goodbye. Hmm. Hmm. Um, wow. Did I miss anything? Well, Lady Charnley. I think we had a better answer. Actually. <laughs> so Lady <laughs> Charnley had nothing to do with it? No, she just was devastated that her husband had cheated on her and committed suicide. Right. And now knows that neither of those things are true. Right. So she's able to... She says she's able, she's going to open the house back up again and she'll bring her son back to the house. And uh, Mr. Bristow, who is kind of in love with this woman, but also has no confidence and so feels like he has no chance. Mr. Satterthwaite gives him a pep talk and it's like, you need to stop being so hard on yourself. But hold yeah. on a second. Were anybody going to go get the, or the call the police and get the brother arrested? The brother died. So he's dead. Oh, and Miss Glenn, because you think, yeah, she's going to be arrested. Uh, none of them try to stop her as she goes, uh, this isn't fair. Hugo left me shortly after, like the brother left me shortly after he had made me help commit this murder, but I'm such a good impressionist, you'll never catch me. And then she runs out the door. Well, so we don't know. Do the police catch her? Oh, she was the um, the comedian who did the impressions. Yes. Oh, why would we think she was a governess? No wonder we didn't think of her. That's I have it on recording that the first thing, I, when I said it, you went, how did I not think of that? That's so obvious. What? <laughs> now yeah. you're saying, I would have never gotten that. <laughs> I Yeah, no, you're right. Exactly. That's what I'm, I think I'm saying. I'm saying that it, of course, the governess is mrs glenn that seems obvious but why didn't i guess it now i realize i didn't guess it because she was that comedian like yeah, i never would have associated her with right um the although i'd forgotten that's who she was but um i wouldn't have associated her with being having been the governess because she didn't seem like you know she, yeah she had a completely different uh she had a career that you wouldn't think she had been a governess right but the thing about the carpet was, I guess I I misled myself because I imagined that the carpet had been moved, had been moved to the other room long after the actual act murder or suicide. I hadn't been thinking that that had been moved it was part of as, everything. at yeah. the same time as the murder. That's fair. So when I was saying it was covering something, I mean, I did think, was it covering the blood? But I just thought, well, that no, because it happened. It happened. They moved it much after. later. 
Yeah. And that was, no, no one really knew that Mr. Satterthwaite was just making a guess because the the lady Charlie thought her husband had committed suicide over a woman, woman. So she didn't call in the police thinking it's a murder. She was convinced that it was suicide and she didn't want anyone so in her who, business. who ran in and shot the gun? Edward? Or uh, Hugo or whatever it I think it was the brother Hugo and Miss Glenn as the governess together. They had been a part of this. So they killed him. Carried the body into the par- oak parlor and then left. He got changed to look like Lord Charnley, walked into the room, shot a, like a blank shot, yeah. and then hid in the priest, priest hole. Yeah. And they come to discover the body. It's just a body with a gun by its yeah. side. Looks like a suicide. And he's when did they shot him? Like a, a day before? No, it must have been that night because well, must have just happened. You know, the gun go off when they actually did shoot him. You, well, you can't. No more questions. You can't, <laughs> you can't dig into these things that far. It's not going to hold up to scrutiny. <laughs> Sorry, who's Glenn? Who's, uh, Miss Glenn. Miss Glenn, I know. Who's Hugo? He was the brother. Hugo's the brother, okay. Lord Charlie's brother. Okay. Anything else? So it was Hugo okay, and Miss Glenn. that was pretty good. That was pretty good. He was the brother and the governess. Yeah. We could have Which got we did. that, I We think. did get that. We just didn't know why. We And we were right on motive. Brother wanted the money. So it wasn't true that the governess was pregnant by Lord Charnley? No. That was no. Made She up. made that up to basically get Lady Charnley to accept this suicide and get out of there. Right. And not so they just it. wanted the money. They just wanted money. And they were an item, like the two of them were. At the time, but it seems like the brother was just using the governess to help with this murder because he dumped her afterwards. Right. Mm. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And then how did he die? <laughs> That's All true. Right. How did you go? Die? I'm moving on. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Caitlin. Wait, wait, wait. I oh. got, so. Oh, there's not, more to this? No, there's not more to the story, but I got to finish. I got to do my outro. Okay. So you guys, of course, are following all my socials. But yes. for anyone listening, if you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to TuesdayNightMysteryClub at gmail.com. If you want podcast updates, you can follow the show on Instagram, which is Tuesday Night Mystery Club. We have a TikTok, also Tuesday Night Mystery Club. And I'm possibly starting a YouTube channel, which is Tuesday Night Mystery Club on YouTube. More to come on that. We'll see. If you would like to support the show further, you can support the podcast on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Tuesday Night Mystery Club. Uh, you can also get bonus content there. So if you want to get to the show a day early or get show notes and other fun bonus content, go check that out. I'd like to thank our current patrons who are Barb McLean, my mother, and Michael Barillo, Debbie Kravis, Emily Shilton, uh, Alex Young Davies, Shelly Tsao, and Sarah Outhwit. Um, And then one last thing, if you would like to start your own podcast, I am part of the affiliate program with my podcast hosting site, which is Podbean. So if you sign up with my link, which is podbean.com slash mysterycub, you can get a free month subscription to your podcast. So if you want to start a podcast, do it, check, check out my link. Anything else? What about your break during april oh okay sure so i'm i'm planning to take the month of april off so finishing up the next few episodes in march and then i will be taking a break and coming back in may for the 
one year anniversary of the podcast, which is pretty exciting. Yay, Kaden! <laughs> all right, that's all. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Kate. Bye.